opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone. It's Friday, November 10th, and we have a very special program for us this evening. We have, um, first of all, I want to thank... And I think many of us do want to thank those of you who are veterans that are with us this evening. We want to thank you for your service. That means, an you know, it's meant an awful lot to everyone, I think, through the years. And I just want to acknowledge anyone who is a veteran who's with us, who hopefully are a good number of people. Um, I'm seeing some names that I'm not familiar with on our list tonight, so um, if that includes you, please accept our thanks. We have a very um, special person with us tonight who is the president of, let me start back a little bit. ACB has for a long time, a long time had a special interest affiliate that was Visually Impaired Veterans of America. And it's kind of um, fallen into a quiet time in the last several years. But there's been a small group of people that have decided that it's time to reactivate our veterans group. And so for... This evening, uh, I don't. I, I don't want to call it anything until she makes the announcement. What I'm going <laughs> to do is I'm going to introduce Cassie Trosper, who is the current president of Visually Impaired Veterans of America, and Kathy C has a couple of other people with her this evening, um, David Dowland and Marsha Farrow, and I think they're both here, and. So I'm going to turn this over to Cassie because I know she's got some pretty exciting things to let us all know about that are taking place within Viva or Viva. Uh, <laughs> so Cassie, Cassie's someone who's incredibly busy. It's amazing all the things that she, we were just talking about how many different convention committees she's on. Um, and she, I know she does a lot. She's on the board of directors of Council of Citizens with Low Vision, and um, she's involved with Next Generation, and she just keeps going and going and going. She's she's our next generation of the Energizer Bunny, I think. Um, <laughs> and so with that, I am going to welcome Cassie. Thanks, Gary, and thanks to everybody that's here on Zoom. Um, and listening to us on ACB Media One, um, however you're listening to us tonight. And also, I want to share Terry's thanks to all of my fellow veterans. 
Um, I myself was in the Army. I was a truck driver in the Army um, for three years before I was diagnosed with my vision condition. So, um, so yes. So, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I do want to, I have some announcements, um, but I do want to um, introduce my board. We are very small right now, but we're hoping to grow. So I have my secretary, Marsha Farrow, who's from Georgia. And I have my treasurer, David Dadlin, who is from Oklahoma. And I wanted to give them a chance to speak. Um, I don't want to give any of our secrets away yet. So I wanted to ask David if he is here to maybe give us some of the Viva history, um, where we've been, maybe some names of some of our previous members, some things we did, because I am still new to Viva. Um, and then once he's given a little bit of history, um, then I will go into our awesome, exciting news um, that we're going to be doing. So, David and Marsha, if you guys want to give a little bit of our history, um, feel free to go ahead and do that for a few minutes. Thank I'm you. just looking for David, and I'm not seeing him on. Okay. They may not be here just yet. They may not be on. Apparently not. Um, I thought I had seen Marsha's name, but I, <laughs> it turned out to be Michael instead of Marsha. Oh, with an M and okay. I grabbed it the wrong one. Okay. Uh, it's my mistake. Well, if I, they I are can tell you a I can tell you a little bit about Go for it, Terry. <laughs> the, uh, the about uh, Viva. Uh, one of the people that I remember being very involved back. In the early, in the late '90s and the early 2000s, and that was John Fleming. And John, John was a character. John was, um, for one thing, John was very, very into um, skydiving. And I know that I have a lot of photos and such that he had sent me. Uh, that they were doing, that he would uh, jump with a number of his friends. He did some solo jumps, which I think are amazingly daring. Uh, <laughs> I think altogether he did something like 168 uh, jumps. And he was involved with a group in uh, Southern California back in the... Well, I know Mitch Pomerantz was president, so I'll say somewhere around 2006 to 2012 that used to do a fundraiser every year for ACB and for uh, Viva. Um, and I can't, I don't remember the honest, the actual name of it was something about better eyes for blue skies. I know it had blue skies in it. Everything with John was always blue skies. <laughs> but Viva was always the ones who did the um, <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance each morning. Um, at the at the general sessions um, of the of our national convention, um, they would um, work with the whatever group was coming in to do the presentation of the colors on the opening night. Um, and John was always involved in all of that. Um, I know his wife, um, Darian Slayton Fleming. Um, has worked with a group together. They've been uh, working for a few years now on trying to get a film put, a movie put together about uh, John's life 
both while he was in the military and afterward with his uh, jumping out of planes. Mm-hmm. And and there were other people involved back then. David was still was involved back then. He's been around. He's been around mm-hmm. this uh, <laughs> group for a very long time. And if anyone else is on here this evening who's been a member um, through the years, please raise your hand. I would love to recognize you. Definitely. If anybody's got any history or memories, I'd love to hear them. Well, let's see. Um, Jean. Hi, it's Jean Marie, and I'm not a veteran. And I I have um, some things to say about John Fleming, but what I was wondering is, do you need support to text um, David and Marsha so that they can come? We're working on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Cassie's, I Cassie's working on that while, while oh, I you and I are killing time talking. <laughs> okay, so what I remember the most about John Fleming is what I learned at his, I guess it would be called funeral. It, wasn't, it was a real funeral in a church. And um, he, uh, they played a video of him talking about when he gave up flying. <laughs> and... Um, he gave up flying because he recognized how close he had come to crashing. <laughs> that's when he. That's when he learned that. Um, my understanding of it is that's when he learned he was blind enough to not do this anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I hear about people talking about that with cars, but wow, with a plane. Oh, oh man. <laughs> But I'm a scared flyer, so what can I say? Yeah, I like my feet firmly on the ground. <laughs> Does anyone else have any any memories that they'd like to impart? If not, um, I have not. I can move on forward with announcements then. <laughs> we can move on to announcements, or we can. I've got another piece that we could do. It's up to you. Um, um, either Carrie, either where way. Where are you from? I've never heard you talk before. I'm sorry, it's Jean Marie. You've never heard me before. No, your accent is is very strong, Eastern something. <laughs> I was. Let me put it this way. I was born a half a mile from Harvard Square. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I've lived in Maryland for 24 years, and my my family says I've lost most of it. But everybody else says, no, you haven't. You Once in a while, they'll actually think that I'm from New York, but it's New York, not New York. So <laughs> there's a difference. Right. Oh, Karen, goodness. if you want to go on with your piece, we can do that and... All right. What I would like to do, what I would like to do is ask anyone who's on here um, who is a veteran um, just to, 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 to stand and be recognized. If you want to tell us what branch of the service you were in, um, we'd very much like that. Or if you, uh, whether it's you or a friend or a family member, uh, 
was in the military. Um, we'd very like to, very much like to know your stories. And so you're more than welcome to raise your hand. And our first one is Eugene Veteran. <laughs> Hello, Eugene. Good evening. Hi, How are you doing? We're doing very well in you. Well, I'm Eugene Batsky. I was a retired Navy, 22 years, went in in 69, and retired in 1991. Uh, enjoyed uh, spending those 22 years in there. It was, it was uh, challenging and a lot of fun. 69, so you went in during the Vietnam period. Yes. Yep, I got to see places that I probably never would have got to see if I hadn't joined. Definitely. One thing about it, I got while I was in boot camp, I was first ten week company in Orlando, and my second week in boot camp, I got a letter from the Department of the Army saying I was drafted. <laughs> my company commander said, "Can I can I collect from both the Navy and the Army?" He said, "Nope." <laughs> oh, for oh, heaven's sake! And and you were in until nineteen ninety one. You said, "Yes, I." Uh, Took off. I uh, took uh, leave in uh, December of ninety and uh, retired January thirty first, ninety one. And when I retired, uh, uh, so used to wearing the uniforms, I went to work with went to work with the sheriff's department, so I wouldn't have to worry about what I have to wear to work. <laughs> it was it was so much easier. I do miss that. If <laughs> they told me where I needed to be, I didn't have to make my own schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, and thank you for your service. 22 years, my goodness. Definitely. It's really fabulous. Thank you, Eugene. You're welcome. Pam Shaw. Hi, Pam. Hi, hi, hi there. I'm here tonight because I come from a very military family. My uncle and uh, my father and all of my uncles served in the military. And even now, I have a nephew who's at the Air Force Academy. And my dad and uncle served in the military during World War II when the military was basically segregated. But what my father would always tell me, he said, Pam, no matter how much segregation there was, when we hit that battlefield, there was no color. Okay, all we were concerned about was one thing. Okay, And... um. One of my uncles participated in liber liberating a uh, POW camp. And uh, he said to me, and I'm going to tell you exactly how he said it to me. He said, Pam, when those white boys looked up and saw us Americans, okay, he said they started dancing and singing and hugging us and <laughs> kissing us on the cheek, okay, because they knew we came to um, liberate them. And I didn't always believe my father about the segregation, but I read Tom Brokaw's The Greatest Generation. And he did tell the same story that my dad told me. Believe it or not, a white prisoner of war could go into the commissary on a um, military base, but the black soldiers could not. They went to a separate building. So it's just interesting, but I think it still proves to all of us when the chips are down, we know what we're there for and that's what we accomplished. So thank you so much for allowing me to share. Well, thank you for mm -hmm. your, for your uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful, mm -hmm. wonderful uh, yeah. Sheila Young. Hi, Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Hi. How are you tonight? Good. How are happy, you? Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. 
So I am a Navy brat. My father, my grandfather was in the Navy. My father was in the Navy and I was married to a man for the 20 years that he was in the Navy. So I have lived Navy <laughs> until I divorced. <laughs> well, until he retired um, my entire life. I, um, you know, my dad served in Vietnam and my grandfather served in World War II. And my ex was in, um, gosh, Iraq I, or Afghan. I, I don't remember which one he was over, but, he, uh, you know, one of those. And um, so, yeah, I have I've been the visually impaired mother of two boys with the father out to sea for six months. And so, yeah, I admire the military more than I can even say. And I certainly appreciate everything they do for us. So, thanks so much, okay. Sheila. Yes, thank you very much, Sheila. You're welcome. And our next person is Jane Perry. She's been around the military on Cape Cod for forever, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, goodness. I was just down there recently and uh, at the, actually at the, there's a beautiful, you know, everybody thinks of the, of Arlington National Cemetery, but there are such beautiful uh, national cemeteries throughout the country. And the one on the Cape is no exception. Um, mm -hmm. I drove through it like forever with my sister that recently because we got lost. We got in and then we couldn't get out. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but uh, Jane, what, did you, what would you like to add to it, to our conversation? I had you here. There you are. She left. Oh, oh she left. Something must About have happened. 30 seconds ago. So we'll see if she comes back. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, then we are. Uh, we still have one more up here. Hello. She's yeah, back. there you are. Sorry, I don't know. All of a sudden, my Zoom went dead. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm back. I would miss this for the world. Thank you very much. And first of all, to all my fellow veterans, thank you, thank you, thank you for your service, for all the freedoms that we so delightfully deserve and endure. I am not a veteran. But I speak in in memory and honor of my dad. I wasn't a military brat. I was a VFW brat, and we <laughs> we were raised in the VFW in Marion, Massachusetts. And my dad was very involved with VFW. He was in the army. He was a master sergeant, a Green Beret, and a paratrooper. But in VFW, wow. he had he had a and he was in the army, and he had a color guard. And we learned how to march, the three of us. My sisters had the gu had guns. The guns were like um, imitation two by fours or a mop. And I had the flag. And we marched every time. <laughs> and then when we growing up, <clears throat> my mother worked as a nurse, 3 to 11. So my mother said, either you take them with you or they go to your mother's, one or the other. I got to go to work. So they would always find us something to do, whether it was getting ready for a clam bake or chicken barbecue or a dinner dance and we find a little project and the guys would always make sure we bring our coloring books and play games and but the guys always made sure that we had a soda and cookies and i have so many fond <laughs> memories of the vfw 
And I'm looking forward to becoming a member of your organization. I also want to say thank you to you because when I signed up for my registration for National Convention and gave my monetary um, contributions, you were the only affiliate organization that sent me a thank you. And I will <laughs> never, ever, ever forget that. So I can't wait. I know what you're going to say because I've been listening and I cannot wait to become a member. So thank you very much. And I look forward to the months coming forth. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. Thank Thanks you, so Jane. That was one of the things that I really, I took pride in because, you know, David and Marsha, when I went to the, the meeting, I was not planning to become president. Um, I do tell the joke that uh, I did not go to any other meetings that I didn't have to go to that weekend. Um, so I didn't come out with any other more, any more responsibilities than I plan on going into with. But um, this is one that I take a lot of pride in and um, seeing what our organization had been through, I wanted to make sure that all of our donors got a thank you personally from me um, because you guys didn't have to make a donation to us. And, and that was something that I really wanted to make sure that I did. Um, and I look forward to having you with us, Jane. Well, it really, really brought um, a joy. So thank you again. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Nora, if you want to unmute. Yeah. There you are. Hello. Hello. Hi, Nora. Hi. Hi. I honor my father. He's still alive. He was in the, in the military, in the Army for about three years, but he never fought anywhere. He just, just enlisted in the Army and be there for three years, and then he uh, would not consider him a whole veteran, but his friend, James uh, Johnson, used to be a, almost a veteran. If he stayed two more years, he would have been considered a veteran, but he served in the Army also, and, and my uncle was a veteran. He used to do some things in the Army many years ago, and I honor him. I'm thinking about him. And my, my great uncle, my, yeah, my great uncle, my father's uncle, and he, uh, he died a long time ago, but I think about him, and and I don't know when he retired, I don't remember, but my father was in, just in the Army for a short while and got out and went back to work. So that's, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. oh, Thank you I so had, much. Uh, you're welcome. I had a friend who was a Navy, uh, offered a Navy person <clears throat> years ago, but he passed away too. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, thank you, Nora. You're very and, welcome. Uh, <laughs> I think we have a lot in common, many of us. My father mm -hmm. was in the Navy during World War II. He was a navigator. And uh, I think one of his biggest, almost disappointments was that he never went went out of the US they had him um training nav training um navigators down in Ocala someplace in Florida I forget now where it was <laughs> and and here in the DC area and uh, so we never did uh he never he and I think that was one of his biggest disappointments 
in life was that he didn't get a chance to. And my then I did have a cousin who was uh, in the military. I had another cousin who was in the military, did two tours in Vietnam, uh, came back. When he got discharged, he joined the Boston Police Department and later on was um, killed in a line of action uh, for the police department. And uh, But that was a full police and military honors funeral. And um, I think that's about, there's some, oh, my brother-in-law was in Vietnam. Uh, and there's two other members of the family who are both also veterans, and my cousin was in the MPs. So we've all, we've, I think many of us have people, but we still remember mm. very, very fondly. Um, as I'm sure a few other people are going to say very shortly, because I think our next person was um, uh, Ralph. I saw Ralph Smith. There he is. All right. Somehow, everybody's gotten rearranged on me somehow. <laughs> Many thanks to all the veterans who have served our country. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we enjoy these freedoms that sometimes we take for granted, <laughs> like being able to, uh, you know, go to a store without a gun being held to your head or whatever. Anyway, um, my dad was in World War II. He was in the Army. And in fact, he fought against the Germans. He was on the front line for 90 days fighting against the Germans. And he was a machine gunner. And when I was a little boy, I would say, Dad, tell me a war story. Tell me a war story. Uh, and he would, he told me all manner of stories that uh, was from his participation and rather than scare me i just ate it you know it, it it was fascinating it was interesting even with all the you know blood and guts and whatever uh it was just i don't know it just thrilled me to hear these war stories about world war ii so uh he was wounded and you know re returned to the state that so I didn't realize at the time that he probably didn't like talking about the war but yeah he would he would oblige my request and tell me all manner of war stories and that, and you know and I think we all had very different um I don't know you know I I think the 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 perception of them um, by the public has changed at various times through the years. But I think back when when you would be a, a youngster and that um, there was still so much pride in what had and what our troops had done in World War II that, um, that would carry over to yeah, young children and such. So I thank you very much. Um, Pam Coffey. Okay. I am not a veteran, 
uh, <laughs> blind since birth, I don't think they would have accepted me. In, in, uh, and then let me drive manager. a truck for a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, very interesting. Till they figure her out. You'll have to tell us about that. But um, my father joined the Navy right out of high school and uh, obviously hoped to, you know, serve for a good while. Only problem is, while he was still in training somewhere in California, he woke up one morning and started to get out of bed and found he couldn't walk. Turned out they diagnosed it as rheumatic fever. That put an end to his Navy career because uh, he was in the hospital for a long time. And uh, then uh, so when he got out got was when he got to where he could function again uh he of course had to um he got out of the navy came back home and um went back to school and and worked and was very very productive and all that but um one of his disappointments was that uh, number one, his Navy career got cut short. And number two, he never had a chance to get out of the country. Yeah, and uh, and I, was... think, I think his brother was also Navy for a while. And I know my mother had a brother who was in the Navy. And they would have all been in the Navy at roughly the same time. So uh, that's my story, and I am sticking to it. And I'm anxious to hear about how you drove a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can go. I will let other people talk. And then before I give my announcements, I can I can give my story if you guys would like. Okay. I want other people to get a chance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. And our next person, um, excuse me, is I think from Arkansas. I just see a phone number, area code 501, ending in 974, and I should know who that is. I think it's Okay, Trish. this is Teresa. I Teresa. thought it was, I thought so, but I wasn't certain. <laughs> okay, I hope I, you didn't hear background sounds. I didn't know I was unmuted at, for a moment, but okay. Um, my my family military history goes like this. My grandfather on my father's side was in World War One, but uh, dare I shouldn't say maybe that he was living over in Europe. He was still living over in Europe. He had not come to the United States yet as a citizen. And so I'm not sure whose flag he was serving under, but he did serve, but he did fight in World War One. I, I will say that because um, I heard he had to walk back um, through the snow barefoot um, in the winter um, after the war was over, you know, walk back home. And I'm not sure how, you know, what journey, how long the journey was that he had to trek, but um, that he was walking through the winter. <clears throat> you know, the snow in the winter. Um, 
because the you know, winter comes early over there in some parts of Europe. Um, my father served in Korea, and I remember him saying that he he was advised pick your branch of service or else you will be, you know, you'll be drafted into something. And I think this was like early 50s. He shipped out to Korea after Christmas of 52. I'm not sure how many months he stayed over there, but he was over in Korea. And they had training up in um, Lake Tahoe, you know, the Lake Tahoe area, like, you know, after it had already snowed up there in like November-ish, that time of year, you know, because winter it comes early in the mountains, you know, <laughs> Lake Tahoe region, Sierras. And the idea was to learn how to survive in the winter and how to hide, and, you know, be able to hide. He said he vowed he would not be taken prisoner by the North Koreans. And, um, so, and obviously he wasn't because he came back to, you know, he came back home. He didn't know my mother until the late 50s, but uh, albeit. He made it back. He was in the um, reserves, Air Force Reserves, for 30 years. And I remember um, sometimes after Christmas, you know, he'd had Christmas, you know, he'd celebrate Christmas with us. But I remember sometimes taking him to the airport the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas, and he'd have to go to St. Louis. And then um, he was assigned to uh, D.C., so at least that was a little closer to home than St. Louis, you know, the air base outside of St. Louis. Got Air Force Base. But one um, fun part about that, sometimes he would go to St. Louis and we would go to Kansas City and stay with um, our grandmother on our mother's side. And I guess he thought we deserved, you know, my mother deserved being with her mother and we children deserved seeing our grandmother and so. We'd be there sometimes. He spent the Christmas day with us, and then he left to go to St. Louis. And then he came back at the end of the week, and he got us, and we all went back home together as a family. And that was just, you know, that was a pretty enjoyable time. But he didn't oh, have yeah, to go overseas. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard later on, my sister said that when she was in second grade, there was a possibility he could have been called out to go to the war in Vietnam. This was in the mid six, middle 60s, mid to late 60s. Fortunately, he wasn't. Now, my brother, however, he um, went through ROTC in college. And so, you know, he was uh, um, in the Air Force. And he was in from 86 to 2006. So you know where I'm going with that, I bet. He was in, you know, he was in the Air Force during 9-11 and all that came along without, you know, after that. And he went to Qatar in 2000, early 2003 and stayed a few months. He came home, it was like May of 2003. Um, I think he carries a lot of um, uh, mental scars. He's unfortunately has dealt with alcoholism. You know, I don't know if it's due to his time in service or what, but but he's been, you know, in treatment since like 2014. That's what's important is to get uh-huh. the treatment. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing yes. that with us. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't want to cut anyone yes, short, I mean, but I do want to lose right. some time for Cassie's 
announcements. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm going to do is, uh, Jean Marie, you've already spoken, so I'm going to take the two that haven't, and then if there's still time, I'll take you back on again. Um, so the next one will be Agnes. Um, hi, I have Agnes. hi. I have many family members and friends who have been in the service and are veterans, and I just want to thank them and all the other veterans for serving our country. And I also want to thank all their families for the sacrifices they made for them to serve our to serve our country. Very good point. Thanks, Agnes. I think often, oftentimes, you know, Sheila kind of reminded us there, but oftentimes I think we do not think about the families that are left behind and have all the pieces to pick up and carry on with. Thank you very much, Agnes. And um, beautiful Barbie. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. Hello, everyone. Well, I come from a, a big military family. The majority of them were in the Navy. And growing up, I lived between the Navy Yard and the Washington Post and went to many Navy Yard events and everything. And all of the funerals where I got used to hearing the tap song because I've heard it so much doing all the funerals <clears throat> that I attend at a later age. And I still have my, my family members in the service now. And this is very dear to me, the subject and this whole thing. So thank you for allowing me to speak. And I have tears in my eyes just thinking about all that I've gleaned from having people in the services and all that they have done for all of us. Had not for them, would not be us, I feel. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Jean Marie. Hi, um, my family's military history is interesting only in that um, my grandfather, I just got a copy of my grandfather's letters when he was in World War I and he was hit with mustard gas. But mm. um, there is this thing called um, Center for American War Letters Archive. And it's from to be any any war from the Revolutionary War forward, if there are anyone who has any letters in your family or whatever, and you want to um, submit, oh. the, submit them, they're collecting them. And it's called... Oh, that's really cool. Center for American War Letters Archive at... Chapman College, and I have the address which I can send to Kathy. Um, yeah, definitely. And it it's in a text, so I have to type it. But I thought it was very, very interesting that I just read it in this morning's paper, and I called my sister, and um, she said, "Well, that my aunt Alice, it was her father, so you know, I have to tell her about it, and if she's interested, then we can submit them." But it's. I can't read them because they're handwritten, but um, they're scanned and handwritten. But um, apparently my uncle was quite, I mean, my grand, grandfather was quite romantic and stuff on my mother's side. And my dad's side, he was in the Navy and blew Hellcats and did serve in World War II. So that's it. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for that information. Yes, and that's great information. Thank you. All right. Now, Cassie, (laughs) it's your turn. Cassie, do you want to tell us a little bit about your um, military history? I can. I know Teresa wanted to know about my um, (laughs) how I drove a truck. So I was not I have not been visually impaired my whole life. Um, so I joined the army in April of 2006, um, and I served for a little over three years. Um, in 2008, um, I had a eye surgery where they're like, oh, we see some weird patterns in the back of your eyes. So they wanted to do some more, um, studies on it and going into my, um, MEPS and boot camp. Um, I also saw an ophthalmologist twice, but they're like, oh, no, you're fine. You can see fine. We're going to go ahead and let you in as a truck driver. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. So um, in 2008, they came back and said that I had RP, um, which retinitis pigmentosa. Um, I know a lot of you guys share that that diagnosis with me as well. Um, But I was still fully sighted. Um, I got letters from commanders and higher up individuals that are like, you can just reclass her. But the Army said no, because they do frown upon someone with a possible visual impairment driving trucks full of ammunition and other soldiers around. Um, so I did get honorably discharged, um, but I did not lose vision. I was discharged in March of 2009. I didn't lose my little bit of vision until October of 2015. Um, so I hated it. I loved being in the military. Um, I wish I could do it again. Might not be physically fit, might not make it through boot camp, but I would try my best. Um, but yes, absolutely love the military. Um, I still support the military. Um, I have one of my kiddos who had talked about going in. He wanted to be a Black Hawk pilot. Um, so yeah, um, totally supporter. Love my fellow veterans. Um, I'm part of our AMVETS group as well um, here in Oregon. So, so yes. So, Terry, should we get to our announcement? Let's get to it. All righty. So, most everyone knows us as Visually Impaired Veterans of America. And I want to say a big thank you to Tyson Ernst, who was the previous president um, of Viva before I was. Um, he's been a very good um a mentor for me. Um, he gave me some of his his um, ideas. So these are all not of my own um, doing. Um, I've got some really good advice and, and ideas from him. So we are going to be in the middle of a facelift, um, which also includes a name change. So we are going to be going from the Visually Impaired Veterans of America to Veterans of ACB. Um, this is going to include a website that is not up yet, but hopefully it will be shortly. Um, we do have an email address. Um, you guys can email us at veteransofacb at gmail.com. I am also listed on the ACB page under Veterans of ACB. So if you guys want to reach out to me, feel free. Um, I think my home number and my email is on there. Um, but we are also going to be having our very first membership meeting on January 11th of 2024. It feels so crazy already making meetings for 2024 um, at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. Pacific. 
Um, if you were interested in that, um, feel free, you guys can reach out to me. We are working on a online Google document for registration. Right now, we still have a Microsoft Word document, um, but I'm more than happy to help somebody get that filled out if need be. Um, and we do still have a mail-in payment option, but we're looking to um, get an online PayPal as well um, so people can make online payments and donations. Um, so hopefully between the next couple of months, we're going to have this done by January. Um, and we were hoping and so grateful for Terry for letting us use visibility as a membership engagement and membership drive. Um, I know we've lost a lot of our members over the years. So if you guys know of anybody who's a veteran, if you guys are a supporting member, um, we encourage you to pass our info around. So we are now veterans of ACB. Um, it looks a little different right now because we still have some things to work out. Um, but that is the name that that we're going to be using um, right now in this transition process. So we are very, very excited about that. Terry, did you want to add anything indeed, on there? Indeed, indeed. No, I think it's. I'm just. I'm just so pleased to see this. Um, this affiliate coming back to coming back to life, shall we say? Um, and I, <laughs> I you know, I, one of the things that one of the things that, as I understand it, is uh, that one does not need to be a veteran in order to join the organization. Um, yeah, you which do is not. why, which is how I get how I will get in there. Um, <laughs> and several of us, I think, who are on the call tonight, I hope will support veterans of ACB. And because I think it's, it's, it's a group that we all need to be very thankful to and very proud that ACB has such an affiliate. And I think that that's what's really the important part of this whole thing is that we need to um, be supportive in any way Definitely. in which we can. Cassie, yes. can you? Yes, um, ma'am. I, I don't know whatever happened to David or. Uh, I don't Mark. know. I forwarded the info and they were excited to be here. Things yeah, can happen I, life that's, I, I, We yes. hope they're okay above everything else. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But if either one of you are on and you want to come on and speak, please feel free to do so. Um, beyond that, um, Cassie, what yes, kind of ideas do you have for, once we, once we finish dealing <laughs> with the, with the website and the membership, uh, 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 PayPal and such, what do you, what, um, what do you see the organization moving forward with? Um, we have a couple of ideas going. Um, I know I just met with Marsha and David um, a couple of days ago. Um, we're hoping to have a program for convention this year. Um, I know one of the big topics right now is people being able to join the military that have certain disabilities. Um, I know a couple of people who actually are in the military with a hearing impairment. Um, I don't know if there's anybody joining with visual impairments, but I know there's all kinds of um people with needs that, that still join the, the military. Um, so we're hoping to do something surrounding that. 
Um, I think my biggest goal right now is to be able to reach out to our, our current members and um, just check in with people. Um, because I think a lot of people don't know where we went, um, but we are coming back. Um, I'm working with Gina to kind of get us back in the loop for convention. Um, I would love to be able to be there every morning to do our pledge, our opening colors, um, and things like that to, to be able to get us back back in there. Um, but yeah, there's lots of ideas running around. I don't want to give out too much um, because we are still, um, this is still a work in progress. And you know, the more support we have, the more people that want to send us some ideas. Um, I know one of the bigger projects that I've talked to Pam Shaw and Terry about, um, and I did mention it to David and Marsha. I know for ACB, we have the angel wall, um, but I want to look at maybe doing a wall of heroes. Um, and I don't want it to be linked in with the angel wall because that's special and we want to make sure that's there. But I do feel like there's a place somewhere for our ACB veterans and, and our, our ACB members that we've lost that were veterans um, and in the military. So that is going to be a work in progress. Um, if you guys do our own convention committees, like um, Terry mentioned earlier, I'm on quite a few. Um, if you would like to do a program and would like to partner with us for convention or you want us to come to one of your programs throughout the year, I'm more than happy to do it to promote our group. Um, I think right now that's the biggest thing, you know, that everybody can do to help us is to support us in this transition. Um, and, you know, reach out if you have questions, if you have memories. Um you know, if you want to join our meeting, feel free. Our meetings will be open to guests um, and everything. So, like I said, our first meeting is January 11th um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. That info will be sent out once we get a little closer. Um, and that meeting time can change. The, the date can change. It may not be a Thursday. Um, that's We just needed to get something on the calendar um, to get this ball rolling. So, yeah. <laughs> So everybody remember 111. 111, yes. <laughs> that wasn't done on purpose, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So I'm happy, Terry, if we have time, I'm happy to take questions or if anybody else has any um, thoughts they weren't able to share or anything. I'm totally open to, to answering questions. Well, good, because... Michael Smitherman immediately put his hand up. Oh, <laughs> hi, Michael. My my fellow Mississippian. I joined the military in Jackson, Mississippi. So. Bless Excuse your heart. Me, it's, it's <laughs> my head. Uh, that's good. You know, it's it's ironic that uh, Viva, or veterans of, of ACB, are making a comeback because this year we're going to be in convention with BVA. It yes. is. We're so excited. I'm so freaking yeah. excited about that. So that that could be a really uh, growth spurt uh, potential for y'all, which exactly. I hope you, I hope it works out. So that's what I was going to say. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, I forgot about that part. I'm glad you brought that up. No, Janet told me that um, during our Oregon convention, and I've just I've been so excited about it since. So I think that's yeah. going to be a, a great partnership if we can get that rolling. I yes. think it's it's going to be a shot in the arm that ACB needs right now. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll benefit both. I think yep. if any of you, um, I haven't double checked to see if it's up there yet, but if it isn't, I know it will be shortly. If you go back uh, on the 
cclvi.org website. We did uh, Let's Talk Low Vision in September uh, with the gentleman who's the chief of staff of BVA, Blinded Veterans Association, and a number of other people. Um, I know Pat Sheehan was on the call. He works for the Veterans uh, Department of the Veterans as a 508 um, head honcho. And a number of other people were on there. And you might want to listen to that call because I think that was um, pretty fascinating, especially to think that all this other um, idea of doing the two conventions uh, at the, it's, uh, simultaneously um, has kind of worked from a lot of that conversation. Uh, so I think it's... Um, it might be very interesting if anybody wants to go back and listen to it. I think it's on the website under Let's Talk Low Vision Archives. But if it isn't, mm-hmm. I know it will be um, in just a couple of weeks. Our our webmaster has been um, busy in um, <laughs> New Jersey, in Morristown, New Jersey, uh, right now. <laughs> so when she gets back, though, I know she's got a lot of them to post. So I'm not sure if that one's up yet or not, but... It will be shortly. I want to thank you, Cassie, for taking on all the work that you have taken on. And and David and Marsha mm-hmm. and uh, the gentlemen that are involved in getting the website set up and the uh, multitude of other things to get involved in doing that. <laughs> um, but I think... It, you know, when I when I first went on the board of direct ACB board of directors, and I said one of your, I was told that one of my um, affiliate, uh, I was to be liaison to. Um, I had two affiliates to be liaison to, two state affiliates, and one, uh, not state, I mean uh, special interest, and one was ACB government employees, and they've started taking off, and. Now, this one has just, it's made me feel so good to see so much progress being made so quickly by such a small number of people. Um, It's really kind of bolstered my uh, enthusiasm for all of our affiliates. And I think that, uh, that what Cassie has done with pulling all of this together is pretty amazing. And I want to thank her very much for her, both for her military service and her veterans of ACB service at this point. (laughs) At least Um, I can put it to good use. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I want to thank her and especially uh, as well, everyone else that's been involved in getting this up off the ground. And I really do hope that all of us will support veterans of ACB um, over the next several years. Uh, I was going to say over the next couple of months, but it's really going to be over the next several years. So I thank you very much. Um, And with that, unless, does anyone have any questions uh, for Cassie? If you do, this is the time to raise your hand. (laughs) 
And I if not, all their questions. Oh, <laughs> wait a good. minute. Yep. There's a hand. Oh, there's Eugene. always that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you could repeat the website again, where to go to it. So veteransofacb.org or is it .com? It's going to be .org. It's not up yet. Um, so that is in the works. I'm hoping to at least have some bare bones up. Um, I'm going to try to keep the website really basic um, just for easier access for everybody. But as soon as we're able to claim that domain uh, and we're able to get everything set up on it, um, I've got to get the membership form done and our PayPal set up. We'll have that website up. Um, but that is where it, we will be at is veteransofacb.org when that is available. But we will definitely put that out when we get that up. Okay. Thank you. And I will be making more than a few announcements about it too on here on visibilities, I'm sure. Marsha just joined the meeting. I'm sorry. Oh, Marsha just joined the Marcia. meeting. Oh, Marsha. Uh -huh. Marsha, if you can. Unmute and join us. That would be great. You do still seem to be muted. I'm wondering if you remembered to hit the got it button. Oh, the got it button. I get some every time that got it button. And Terry, while Marsha's well, trying to get unmuted, well, Marcia's, I will just... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh I was just saying, Ramon, if, if there is anybody that would like to register with us um, before I am able to get that online form done, um, like I said, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on the web, the ACB website. I can email that. It's a Microsoft Word document. Um, so you could either print it out and have somebody help fill it out. Um, I'm willing to help fill it out, and I can print it and mail that in or email that to David. Um, and then I can give the info on where you would mail your payment in. And also, it is $15. That would be some good info to join Veterans of ACB. Um, so I just wanted to put that that little bit of info out there, too. All right. Very good. Well, Marsha, I'm not sure. Can you what the hear problem. me now? Yes, we oh. can. Hello. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and I'm just so very proud to have Cassie out here advocating for the veterans of ACB. It's just absolutely wonderful. Thanks, Martha. Yeah. And you're doing a heck of a job helping, you know, working with her on it. You're the uh, secretary, I believe, at this point, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, I am. Yes. And, and we have, have been you know, working at this. I know David has been working at this for a very long time. And I was sharing on our uh, call the other night that I don't know um, how many remember um, Robert Willis from Georgia, but he was very involved in, uh, ACE, in the veterans group in ACB for many, many years. Uh, I know, I think, I first started coming to convention, I believe, um, I believe Paul yeah. Edwards was president. And so I know, you know, I'm very proud to follow in a little bit in uh, Robert Willis's footsteps. 
Well, he should be because that was he was he was a great member of this organization. We are right at the end of our call. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And thank you to all of our veterans.